listeners, welcome into May the 3rd and this is Me 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 Made Me In Me by Kaysen's Craft Collective. Actually the last bit's a bit boring, isn't it? Kaysen's Craft Collective. It's not an alliteration. So um, I'm Louise, I'm your host and today I'm going to talk about a pincushion that I had made a long time ago. Um, this is in the shape of a sausage dog or a dash hound. I like to call them sausage dogs. And I can't remember where I got the pattern from anymore. I have found on Pinterest that you can get the same pattern from Living Vintage. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you're hearing something crunching in the background, it's because I've got a fridge freezer that is defrosting itself in the room that I am in. So apologies if you're hearing crunches. Just think of it as uh, you're helping me with, I, I, I don't know, I've got nothing really. Anyway, how are you listeners? How are you today? It's a bit cooler here today. Yeah, you never noticed. Oh, i tell you what is back. The house marns and the swallows last week reappeared and they are now on the bird marlin. I am currently waiting on a sparrowhawk today and then I will get five points because so far I've got four. <laughs> I hope that you are enjoying all the birdies that are about just now. Back to the dog pincushion. Right, so I got this pattern a long time ago and I'm talking at least 10 years ago, I think. But in one of the very early series of the Great British Sewing Bee, which is supposed to return to our screens quite soon, somebody on that had a pincushion that was in the shape of a dog and i think it was made in tweed fabrics and everybody at Caithness quilters and sewing days went have you seen this this is awesome and somewhere along the line i've got this pattern and i don't know if it's exactly the same as the dog pincushion that she had on the sewing bee um pretty sure it was a she I can't remember even who had it anymore, but if you remember, then good for you. And it, I remember we sat there one day and we made them. And I distinctly remember lovely Lorna or Helen uh, getting sewn the ears on the rum around. <laughs> so it, it is quite a reasonably simple toy pattern. I suppose you could use it as a toy. Well, you could use it as a toy. I'm using it as a pincushion, but... It could easily be a toy. And I made two of them because Sandy saw it and decided he wanted it. So I still wanted a pincushion, so I made two. And then I had to make Daisy a cat, which I still got somewhere as well. Or a very recently um, set free to somewhere else. So this fabric that I've got on it has got dogs on it and little bones and paw prints and stuff and it's very doggy-ish so maybe for the pincushion you would maybe need a fat quarter or possibly fat and a half quarter it's been eaten it's a uh, pudding and you could do it with corresponding fabric i have made another one of these pincushions for the very lovely suzanne cotton hello suzanne and she got it made in a purpley knitish fabric. I think it was quite stretchy. And with some pink. It could have been tweed. I can't remember now. It was only last year. My memory's getting worse, listeners. Have you noticed that? Um, 
so there's two, one, two, three, four pieces in this pattern. And you cut two of the inner body, two of the outer body, one of the gusset and two ears. And then you need some buttons or the ability to sew on some eyes because you need your little doggy to be able to see. So I do remember making this at the Keithmas Quilters or a sewing day, like I said before, because the way that you have to do your ears, they have to be on the outside because doggies can't hear if their ears are on the inside of their head, apparently. I'm, I'm no biologist, but I, th I think that's what happens. And you could stuff yours, but I haven't. Uh, mine are just bog standard ears. And I remember also what maybe let me down as well was um, there's quite a few curves to this pattern. And sewing, first of all, cutting around the curves and then sewing around the curves, a little bit tricky. So I don't know whether the ones I've made again since then, um, maybe my sewing has improved a little bit. I don't know. I'm really good at straight lines. <laughs> Curved lines, I think I'll still always be trying to improve on them. So when you've got this, you sort of put it together as you make the ears, turn them inside out, put the top open, sew on eyes. And I've gone back and put in my notes or my pattern, sew in eyes on red. So obviously I didn't think about that at the time and had to go back and redo them. Um, then you put your, attach your ears <laughs> both on the outside. Um, then you've got, there's a gusset on the head so that it's got the bit where you pat the top of the dog. You know, that bit in between the ears. Their forehead. And then you have the whole conversation about, is Pickle just one big eyebrow hair? Or is he all ear hair? Or is he all moustache hair? We've never quite decided this. We know he's not all eyelash hair, but Better that than being anywhere else all here. <laughs> so, um, then you... It didn't take very long. It's it's a nice kind of happy pattern if you're a doggy fan. There are cat fans and cat patterns out there, but this was the doggy pattern that I did. He sits... Well, sorry, she, he stands. I thought he could even be a sheep. It was probably called Sandy, but I will be about to anybody's ideas on what thinks that its name should be. Maybe it's a they. What do you want to be, little dog? It's not answering. Um, and stuffing. Now, you could stuff with a sand to keep your pins sharp. You could stuff maybe with beads. I've seen people using microplastic beads and then in bunny rabbits to make them sit. And I kind of get that, but then at the same time, I'm trying not to plastic. So I don't know whether I would do that unless I already had it in my life, which I don't think I do. But there, there are many things that you could stuff your stuffing um, pincushion with. You could use old scrap bits of fabric that you've, you're never ever going to use or are too small and are sal salvagey bits left over from other projects. You could maybe stuff in a bit of um, bits of thread. I always keep the bits of thread that I have snipped off uh, any garments that I have made because 
a, I have a tub beside my sewing machine and they all go in there and I have never ever emptied that tub in all the years that I have been sewing. And I can see the layers of the different colours and going, oh yeah, that was the retreat. And oh yeah, there's that dress. So it's kind of a history thing, but I have seen somebody use this as a stuffing. So you could do that. You could stuff it with some wool that you've got that's left over with or some fleece. Uh, it's a really environmentally good way of using it up. Be nice if it was clean though. That didn't smell. Unless you really like that smell, which I'm not that keen on. But. Um, and once you've got it nice and stuffed, and it's a thing to not to stuff your uh, toys or pin cushions too much or too little. You just have to have it just so. Goldilocks has to come along and approve. Because if you don't have it enough, the pincushion will fall over. And that feels a bit sort of hard to take it to the pincushion vets. And also your pins aren't going to have anywhere to sort of stick. And then maybe it'll just use the fabric up too hard. Because your fabric is another choice. Think about what fabric you're going to have. Um, is it going to put up with all them pins that you're putting in? So then it's all finished up, made. It's got a gusset underneath and the tailies. It's got a waggy tail. And I think mine could maybe be done with a bit more stuffing, to be honest. I've just used stuffing out of an old pillow or I used wadding or I used actual stuffing or I could have even used stuffing out of an old teddy bear because I have been known to do that too. So there are plenty of ways around buying stuffing to stuff a pincushion. Um, and Daisy likes to come up and put all the different types of pins together. And it, that is to annoy me. But I actually find it really useful because sometimes when you're working quite quickly, trying to get all, like maybe a big long hem and you're trying to grab the pins one-handed whilst you hold down what you've got in your other hand, the material... Because material is not like paper. Once you fold it, it, it moves. It doesn't always just stay still. Um, so you're trying to grab a pen with one hand. And then you start to like different pens. And some of these um, I like more than others. Some of them are better quality pens. Some of them are thick pens. Sometimes you need a thick pen because you've got thick fabric. So quite good that Daisy actually sticks them in the same sort of area for me. She's also a bit brutal where she puts the pin. So this poor doggy had it in his eyes and up behind the bottom of his tail. Ow. But um, this pin cushion is a very, very well used pin cushion. It's a great addition to my um, sewing area. I have another pin cushion that I can't remember where it came from. It's, a lo it's old. I use it as a needle cushion. Because if you put pins and needles together, more often than not, you'll lose your needle. Or I do. So I like to put my needles in that pin cushion. Sorry, needle cushion. Which is a pin cushion. It's a cushion. And it's just used for that. So listeners, if you were in the mood to make a new pin cushion, or it could be your needle cushion, or maybe you just fancied having a little doggy friend or toy to give away, or you like dash hounds, then... I would definitely recommend this. It doesn't take too long. It would use up a little bit of stash. And you too can look like my Mohican 
pincushiony dog. So listeners, that is May the 3rd. So tomorrow we'll talk about things Star Wars because it's May the 4th. Be with you.